The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before people in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. The Gospel of the Lord. This Ash Wednesday is a beautiful introduction to the whole season of Lent. And Lent is this theme of repentance. Repentance is so important throughout the scriptures because you can pretty much divide salvation history between those who did repent and those who did not. So we go all the way back to the garden. Adam and Eve sinned. They were tricked by the devil, but they did not repent. Rather, they hid themselves from God and then when they were confronted, they blamed each other and finally blamed God. That was the great fall. What would have happened had they repented? Their firstborn son, Cain, after he slew his brother, was again confronted by God. God was trying to elicit from him at least some kind of sorrow. But no, he refused to repent. And in fact, he was absolutely flippant. He said, am I my brother's keeper? Right to God. We go to his own descendant, Lamech. Lamech is that particular person who said, a young man has injured me, and therefore I killed him. If Cain is revenged sevenfold, Lamech seventy-seven times fold. So there's revenge, not only not repenting, but absolute revenge. And that resulted ultimately in the flood this whole cascading into chaos because of failure to acknowledge one's sin. On the other hand, we have another great sinner in the Old Testament, King David. He was given everything by God. A young king had control over the whole nation, unified, and yet he saw Bathsheba and he had adultery with her and then killed her husband Uriah to cover it up. He wasn't even aware that he had sinned. It had to be brought to his attention by the prophet Nathan. Nathan told him that little parable about a ewe lamb that was taken by a particular rich man who wanted a feast for his friends, 
he goes over to his neighbor, takes the one ewe lamb that he has and sacrifices it, steals the only lamb his neighbor has. David is incensed about that. And Nathan says, you are the man. And then it dawns on King David that he has sinned. And then we have one of the most remarkable statements of repentance ever in the scriptures. King David writes a whole psalm, Psalm 51, that we heard this evening, a psalm of repentance. He says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquities, cleanse me from my sin. And then he says a remarkable statement, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a steadfast spirit within me. That word create is the very same word in the Hebrew that's used in the book of Genesis when God creates the whole universe out of nothing. The moral lesson there, which King David understood, was that even if we sin so terribly that we've almost gone to a state of non-being, we've just emptied ourselves out, God can recreate us. And that recreation David became one of the great kings. In fact, toward the end of his life, God said, this is a man after my own heart, because David repented. Well, we get to the New Testament. Peter, who sinned, says, do I have to forgive seven times? And Jesus says, not seven times, 77 times. So now Jesus is making that transition. We should repent when we sin, but then we should forgive others when they've sinned against us. In fact, Jesus makes it one of the petitions in the Our Father. So here we are on Ash Wednesday, and we are asking God to forgive our sins. That's part of the penitential rite of Mass. And we have this great sacrament of reconciliation. In fact, the very first thing Jesus does when he rises from the dead He goes into the upper room with those disciples who betrayed him. The first words out of his mouth, he breathes on them and says, Peace be with you. What sins you forgive are forgiven. What sins you retain are retained. He gives them, sinners that they were, the right to forgive others. And that now is a sacrament of our church. So now we are ambassadors of this good news. That's the second reading. When St. Paul makes that famous statement in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we are ambassadors for Christ of this mercy to the world because the world, as we know, is in a sorry state. And so we invite them to come and experience the mercy we've received and then come back into this new creation, into the community of God, and then, God willing, we have eternal life with God and the angels and saints in heaven.